Hey everybody, Jeff Reinhardt here, LMP and Lancaster Online. Welcome in to another edition of LL League Football Podcast. Let's chat LL Football. Wow, so much going on. I'm dizzy. Uh, week 8, a uh, couple of huge games this week, including Wilson at Mannheim Township. You might have heard a thing or two about that. Uh, tons to talk about. A lot swimming around in my brain. So... Uh, Let's see how much I can get out here and talk about these games. Should be should be a great week here. Should be a lot of fun. The weather's great too. It's perfect. Like fall is here and it's just really nice. It's supposed to be really nice on Friday too, like in the 60s and just nice. So it feels like football season. Uh, okay, nine and three with the picks last week. Eh. Okay, 86 and 19 overall. I'll take it. All right, week eight games. Uh, break them down, give you notes. There's a lot to talk about. And uh, give you a pick. Uh, one idle team this week is Anvil Cleona. Dutchman played in week zero, so this is their bye week. And I, I think they, it's a good time for it. Uh, they lose to Northern Lebanon last week and dip a game, another game back here in Section 3. So a good, a good week for um, uh, Anvil Cleona to just kind of get off its feet and practice and get ready for the stretch run. Uh, still a lot there for Anvil Cleona. So no game for the Dutchman this week. Uh, everything else is Friday night at 7 o'clock. All right, here we go. From the top, Hempfield at Conestoga Valley. Interesting Section 1 game. Hempfield's playing great here, gang. Uh, John and I got to cover them last week. Against McCaskey, 52 to 26. Hempfield wins. Great rushing attack. Um, Martin Robinson was over 150 and four touchdowns. Uh, Wenzel was like 140 and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Himmelsbach, the quarterback, was around 100. I don't think he quite got to 100, but he was really great running the offense. And Hempfield even had two two interceptions in the red zone. And still scored 52 and won comfortably. So they're playing great, as mentioned. Uh, um, uh, have wins over Penn Manor, uh, Warwick, and McCaskey here in the last three weeks. Rallied to beat Penn Manor. Rallied to beat Warwick. Put up a bunch of crooked numbers against McCaskey. So look out for Hemfield. And they are also uh, very much in the mix. District 3, 6A. So Knights got to keep winning here to stay to stay right there. CV coming off a loss. Uh, Bucks had been playing really well, and, I, and especially up top with that passing game, which has been nuts. Uh, but they lose last week. They lose to Penn Manor, thirty-three to seventeen. Comets rush for four hundred plus yards on the ground. They were terrific. So uh, they got to CV's defense. Uh, and held the Bucks to just a couple of touchdowns, which is saying something because they were averaging like 40 points a game and all kinds of fun numbers. So uh, st- still good numbers. Tanner Schwilk leads all quarterbacks in the league with 1,977 yards and 23 touchdowns. Jose, Bar- uh, Jose Barbone, 48 catches, 769, 13 touchdowns. So he leads uh, the LL in all three of those categories. So Hemfield will have its hands full full <laughs> big time with CB's passing game uh, but I'm but I'm going to go Hemfield um, one of the hottest teams in the league three game winning streak terrific rushing attack Himmelsbach has been efficient I know he threw two picks but it didn't hurt him in the end at all they still still score 52 against a pretty good McCaskey defense that had been playing really well up to that point 
but just really like the way Hemfield's going. Let's go Knights over Bucks. Next up, Lebanon at McCaskey. Uh, Lebanon had Wilson last week, uh, and they were with him early. Um, you know, first quarter range, you know, definitely hung with them. Ended up being 46 to 11. You got to love 11 in a football game. <laughs> Uh, so Wilson ends up doing its thing and gets, you know, gets to 46 and gets the win. But Lebanon did some pretty good things and hung with Wilson early. Uh, really like this Luis Aquino Rios kid. He's been unbelievable catching passes from salesmen. 43 receptions, 600 yards, seven touchdowns. So Lebanon can still move the ball through the air. Uh, as mentioned, salesman's been great. 1,300, 1,400 passing yards, 13, 14 touchdowns. So Lebanon can definitely move the ball, and they're going to get a McCaskey D that really gave up a bunch last week against Hemfield a whole lot. Um, Richard Scarborough had two picks last week for McCaskey. He, he was really good in the secondary. Uh, McCaskey had three picks against Hemfield, two off of Himmelsbach when it was still kind of interesting, and then one late. Uh, but Scarborough had a pick, including a 75-yard pick six. Uh, which was a cool play. So uh, McCaskey can defend the pass, and they're probably going to see a lot of passes with Lebanon. Uh, by the way, both teams 0-4, so somebody's walking out of here with, the, with their first Section 1 win, which is, which is big, with just three weeks to go. Uh, both teams here would love, love to get any kind of W, and they'd love to get a Section W, no doubt about it. Uh, I'm going to go Lebanon. Uh, gut hunch pick here um you know it, it would be easy to say well, i'll take mccaskey at home what's next uh but i i like lebanon's offense a lot they've they've been in so many games i mean four or five of their their games here they've been in it like late second half leading games i know they had cv on the ropes a couple of weeks back and ended up losing that one did some things against Wilson. I really like this uh, Josh Kaufman kid, the, uh, the linebacker, who's one of the top tacklers in Section 1. <sighs> I'm going to go gut hunch. Let's go with the gut hunch pick. I'm going to go Lebanon over McCaskey. Next up in Section 1, Warwick at Penn Manor. Uh, two teams kind of going in different directions. Uh, Warwick the last couple of weeks just kind of snake bitten here. Um, lost last week to their big rival, Manheim Township, 45-7. to seven. Uh, And they lost the week before as well. So a couple of losses in a row here for Warwick, which went from like three and two and like in it to losing two in a row. Uh, and now they're at three and four, and they really need a fast finish here for District 3, 6A. I think right now they're on the 11 line, and eight teams go. So if Warwick has any postseason hopes, they're going to have to run the table here and go 3-0 and starting this week with Penn Manor. Uh, defense has been a smidge of a problem here with Warwick. We know about their offense, which has been glittering, just fantastic. Um, all You know, three times they've scored 60-plus. Uh, Carter Forney's been fantastic catching the ball, 12 TD catches. Fucci and Rissinger are both carried the ball really well. I know they had the quarterback injury, and Ricketts has been fine. Uh, but their defense has been kind of picked at here the last couple of weeks. They're giving up 380 yards a game. So got to bring that number down here against Penn Manor, which is definitely feeling good about things. They beat CV last week, 33-17, to good defensive effort. Evan Jones was phenomenal 
defensively for Penn Manor last week. I think he had like three sacks, three or four quarterback hurries. He was in the backfield all night making Schwilk really earn it. Uh, Josiah Edwards, the quarterback, a couple of touchdown keepers. Ben Wright had three touchdown runs. Uh, Penn Manor had 400-plus yards, so Comets kind of put it all together for a night. Everything went great. The new Veer put up the yards. They scored and finished drives, and the defense came up big against a really high-scoring CB team. And the Comets get Warwick at home. So after saying all those nice, glorious, fun things about Penn Manor, I have Warwick circled here. I, 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 have, I have a feeling Warwick gets a bounce back. Um, very proud team um, knows that they're much better than the last two weeks and I know Township's really good and I'll get to them in a minute but I just think Warwick has something to prove here big time and and they know that they still have kind of a shot here with districts there's a couple of teams that they have to jump but because of their schedule they're going to get some points especially if they win like that it's turf still like Warwick's offense a lot so I'm going to go Warwick over Penn Manor, but that could be a good game. Okay, last section one game is the big one. Drum roll, please. LMP game of the week. Thank you for voting. Wilson at Mannheim Township. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I could probably talk an hour just about this game. Uh, Wilson's winning streak in the section is up to 68 in a row, dating back to 2017. October 2000, uh, 2007, sorry, dating back to October 2007. And that loss was against Mannheim Township in the rain in Neffsville. I actually covered that game. Uh, story time with Jeff, trip down memory lane. Um, it was a rainy night in October. And if I recall, a lot of games were postponed. Not everybody had turf in 2007. A lot of games were postponed that night. And I want to say only two or three games got played. And one of them was Wilson at Township. And, and, and I actually went back and found the story. And it turns out that coming into that game, uh, it was uh, – Wilson had the top-ranked defense in the league, surprise, and Township was number two in defense in the league. And Township's defense um, played great that night. Um, held uh, Wilson to one touchdown. Township won 26-7. to October 27th, 2007. Who knew, who knew driving out of Neffsville that night that Wilson would not lose again <laughs> until, you know, here we are all these years later, 10 years later, 68 league wins in a row for Wilson. Amazing. Just amazing. Um, uh, other fun things about this game, keeping on Iggy Reynoso. He's been dastardly hot here for Wilson lately. 959 rushing yards. 16 touchdowns, leads the league. 4,000-yard uh, rusher, 71 career touchdowns now, most in Berks County history. Connor, uh, Connor Urig, the quarterback, just one pick. So he's been super efficient running Wilson's offense. Jack Rodenberger, Mannheim Township kicker. Let's give some love to the kickers. Wow, he's been superb kicking. 34 for 34 on extra points, 2 for 2 on field goals. He had a 36-yarder last week against Warwick, 14 touchbacks. So if this, if this is a special teams field position kind of night, keep an eye on uh, Rodenberger to maybe pin Wilson. I have Mannheim Township circled here, gang. Um, I picked them back in August. 
here they are, both 4-0, kind of where we thought they'd both be. And you kind of say this, you know, a couple times over these last 10 years, you know, Wilson's going to lose a Section 1 football game. It's going to happen. I promise they're going to lose here sometime. Um, if there's been a team here in these 10 years that just felt like they were going to do it and be that team, it just feels like township. And, and I know other teams have certainly given Wilson games, those Penn Manor squads there a couple of years had Wilson on the ropes on the road, Lancaster Catholic, when they were up in Section 1, gave Wilson a great game. There's been close calls. They've dodged some bullets here in 10 years. But of all these teams, this township team, for whatever reason, just feels like the one that's going to do it. So, um, you know, could this pick completely blow up in my face? Sure. But this just feels like the team that's going to do it. So I'm going to go streaks over Bulldogs. Can Wilson win? Of course. Absolutely. And if Wilson wins, they were supposed to win anyway. Um, and they've just been fantastic here for 10 years running. Unbelievable. Uh, but for pick purposes, this week, week 8, 2017, I'm going to go township over Wilson. Okay, section 2, big game alert. First up, Cedar Crest at Mannheim Central. Crest feeling a little better about things. A couple weeks ago, they got absolutely axed by Cocalico, 55-6. to six. Good, bo- uh, good bounce back for the Falcons. Uh, they beat Seneca last week, 42-21. to 21. So they put up a big number, get a W. Better taste in their mouth, no doubt. They're up to 3-1 and one in the section. Mannheim Central, which had three kind of odd weeks in a row there with E-Town, LS, and Cocalico, where they like trailed at the half, tied at the half, kind of stuck in second gear kind of games, and then made big-time halftime adjustments and won. And then they come back uh, uh, last week and they beat Effort a 79-7. That was not pretty. So 7-0 for Mannheim Central, 4-0 in the section. So... Uh, opportunities galore here for Cedar Crest. They could throw a big-time slippery monkey wrench into Section 2 with a win, would tie it up. But I got to go Barons uh, while they're at home. That's a tough trip for anybody going to Eldon Ratu. Like Mannheim Central's defense, they're still right there among the league leaders in total D. Uh, I, I like that they were tested those three weeks and really had to make adjustments and, 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 and hold on and make changes and win. Um, then they put up a big number last week with Africa, but I, I just, I just like the way the Barons are going. And I, I think they s- kind of see the finish line and that, and that they can win this sucker, um, come the first week of November. So I'm going to go central over crest next up like this game a lot, a whole lot. And it seems like when these two get together, especially the last five, six years, it ends up being a great game, like a fourth quarter down to the wire, game and I've covered a lot of them. Cocalico at LS. I like this one a lot. Uh Cocalico, uh right in the mix here. They're tied for second with Crest at three and one. Uh they've been terrific since the central loss. I mean that got their attention. Uh they score fifty six in a win over garden spot. Um and then uh, last week, uh one week after beating Cedar Crest fifty five to six. So what do they have? hundred and eleven points in the last two games? and just five touchdowns against. So number one ranked defense in the league. Cocalico giving up just 221 yards a game. That's it. 2,500 rushing yards for the Eagles. No surprise there. Number two in the league. That's where they take care of their business. 
LS uh, needs a snap back, uh, coming off a tough one. Tough one. They lose to E-Town in overtime, uh, 43 to 38. I think LS had a chance at the end to win it. Peyton Denlinger, their fabulous kicker. Um, and I actually saw some video. He had a field goal attempt, and um, it sure looked good. It, I don't know. I don't want to open any wounds over in Lampeter. I apologize. But refs have enough on their plate and trying to judge whether or not, you know, an oblong football sails a quarter of an inch over a goalpost that's 20 feet in the air. I have no idea how they do that. But the kick looked good, and, you know, there was plenty of Twitter banner about, oh, it was good, it wasn't good, it was good. So tough call. Anyway, game goes OT, and E-Town wins it. So good for those guys, 44-38, to 38, and E-Town actually needed that. <laughs> they needed that after the, the three weeks prior. So um, interesting contrast here. Uh, Cocalico, number one D in the league, LS, number two offense in the league, very balanced very balanced. Uh, one milestone um, alert for this game, uh, John Mannion, uh, LS coach, 20th season in Lampeter for Coach Mannion, 149 wins. So one more and he gets uh, to the 150 plateau. That's a good number. That's a neat number. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Cocalico here. Um, just their offense has just been really good and I know they hit a couple of speed bumps earlier and they were in a rut there for a couple of weeks but their last two games they have just sailed here with 56 and 55 like their D um, I know it's a road game but again this one could be close these two teams always seem to play really really great games over the years this is this is a really good section two football game uh, but for pick per purposes, let's go Eagles over Pioneers. Next up, Ephrata at Solanco. Uh, Ephrata, not not fun with Mannheim Central last week. 70, 79 to 7. So that's 48 losses in a row for the Mounts. But this interesting note, Ephrata's last win was in 2012. It was against Solanco. So there's a little history riding here between these two teams. Uh, Solanco coming off the loss uh, to Cedar Crest last week, 42-21. That was close for a while, and I think Crest just had a big second half and uh, ended up pulling away and winning that. Had a big night on the ground. So speaking of on the ground, Mules 2,400 rushing yards, third most in the league. Nick Yanitz, first LL running back to 1,000 yards this season. 1,012 yards for Nick Yanitz, leads the LL league. Um, like Solanco to uh, get back on track here after Crest last week. Uh, too many weapons to stop with that rushing attack for anybody. Let's go Solanco over Ephrata. Last Section 2 game, another good game. <laughs> Section 2 is awesome. Garden Spot at E-Town. As mentioned, E-Town, a much-needed win last week, uh, snapped a three-game losing streak. Uh, beat LS in overtime, 43-38. to 38. Cole Patrick was great, 224 rushing yards, two long touchdown passes, and he scored the game winner in OT on a keeper. So a good win last week for E-Town. Needed that, needed that, just to get some mojo back after that 3-0 and start and then three losses in a row. So they still have uh, some hopes of District 3, 5A playoff uh, potential. So... See if they can stay hot here. 
Garden Spot. Got to talk about Cameron Roth. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Numbers galore with Cameron Roth. He has a chance to join a couple of incredible clubs here in the, this week and next, probably. Comes into this game with 4,805 career passing yards and 1,940 career rushing yards. So do the math. He needs 195 passing yards for 5,000, and he needs 60 rushing yards for 2,000. So there's a very good chance he gets both of those numbers in this game, which is pretty wacky if you think about it. What are those odds? He would become just the third player that I can find in LL history to rush for 2,000 yards and pass for 5,000 yards. The only kids that I could find that have done that are Mark Piles from Lebanon, who had a great career for the Cedars. Maxwell Club Player of the Year, his senior year. He's at Bucknell now. He did it. And Mitch Martin, another garden spot kid, did it. Uh, just a couple of years ago, I want to say 2014, and he just barely did it. He got to 5,000 passing yards in his last game. I think he had 5,002 passing yards and 2,200 rushing yards. So Roth looking to join that group. That's not the only group he could join. Comes into the game with 1,870 passing yards this season and 722 rushing yards this season. So he is looking to become just the eighth player in LL history, going back to 1972, to rush for 1,000 yards and pass for 1,000 yards in the same season. Wow. Two kids have done it twice. Sam Kramer from Hemfield, Aaron Aki from Elko. They both did it. Cody Kegerice from Anheim Central did it last year, and he was the Maxwell Club PA Player of the Year. So a couple of very select groups here for Cameron Roth, and I've said this a couple of times here this season. I mean, Garden Spot's not going to win the section, not going to go to districts, um, have not had a great year in the win-loss column, still have the number one offense in the LL, and Cameron Roth has been superb. So we'll see if he can get closer to those numbers here. Uh, I, I'm going to go E-Town in the pick. Uh, they definitely have uh, the vibe back. Uh, still, have the, still have the good D. Uh, Garden Spot can really get it up and down and score and go crooked numbers on you. But I, I like the Bears D, and I really like that they're coming off a win. So I'm going to go E-Town over Garden Spot. Okay, Section 3, just the three games with Anvil off. First up, Columbia at Lancaster Catholic. Thought Columbia was going to get its first W last week. Um, and I know I had seen them the week before at Anvil, and they were kind of all over the place. And some kids were not playing. And woe is me, what's going on here with the Tide? Um, and, and they led Elko last week. They had some kids back, had the lead. Elko comes back and wins 22-16. to 16. So back to the drawing board for the Tide, but it sounds like they're getting closer. They get a Catholic team that is scorching, 0-4 uh, start, but they've won three in a row, including a 38-14 win over Peckway Valley last week. Braves were coming off their bye week. Catholic scorched them. They win. Quincy Clark, for the third game in a row, had three touchdown runs. Catholic is tied with Northern Lebanon for first place in Section 3, and that's the Week 10 game, Vikings at Crusaders. I think Catholic stays on that collision course, and they take care of business here. Love the way their rushing attack is going. Like that Columbia's taking some baby steps, turning some corners, but too much firepower for Lancaster Catholic, too much. Crusaders over Tide. Next up, Lebanon County backyard rival game. 
always fun. Elko at Northern Lebanon. Good win for Elko last week on the road. Uh, trailing Columbia, they come back, they win. Uh, Braden Bohan in the quarterback just continues his really good ninth grade season. You don't know what you're going to get with freshmen, but he's been really good since kind of, you know, snaring the job and taking controls around week two or three, I want to say. And, and, and he's been in there ever since. Terrific. 134 rushing yards, three touchdown runs, including the game winner late, plus a two-point conversion. He continues to mature. Northern Lebanon, great win last week. Great win, 41-13 against Anvil Cleona, and the Dutchman scored like at the horn in the fourth quarter for their last score. So this was like a 41-7 kind of game here the whole game. Uh, Stevie Herb, 203 rushing yards. Uh, Michigan Dobb passed for 200 yards. Christian Trader was up to his old tricks. He had a long touchdown and all kinds of catches, and Davia had a bunch of catches, and Northern Lebanon kept on keeping on. Five wins in a row for the Vikes. They're scorching. Again, tied with Lancaster Catholic. Week 10, Northern Lebanon at Lancaster Catholic. Really like the Vikings here. They're at home. A lot to play for. Want to stay in first. I think they get it done. Let's go Vikings over Raiders. Last game of the week, Peckway Valley at Donegal. Braves start their three-game road trip to finish the season. Three bus rides for Peckway Valley here uh, to end the regular season. Uh, Braves had that week off a week back, and then they come back with Lancaster Catholic, and they caught the Crusaders at a bad time because they were playing great. And they win again. They beat Peckway Valley 38-14. to And now the Braves got to go on the road and get a Donegal team that had lost a couple of games in a row uh, but then came back last week. And I, I was unsure about this game. I really was. They had to go on the road up to Hazleton and play the Cougars. A uh, couple hours on the bus after school to get up there on Friday, and uh, and they win, twenty to fourteen. That's a that's a good win against a Hazelton team that was four and three. Scores a lot of points and gets a lot of offense. So good road non-league win for Donegal last week. Uh, Kettner, Rupp, and Ellis have been great running the ball. Seventeen hundred plus rushing yards for Donegal. Kettner's coming up on like 800, so he'll, he'll probably be a 1,000-yard kid till it's all said and done in Week 10. So I'm going to go Donegal here. Just a lot of weapons, uh, terrific rushing attack, and still kind of in this. They're just a game back here in this crazy Section 3. So, um, And they have a tough finish because I think they still have Anvil out there, uh, and that'll be a, uh, a big game. So like the Mo for Donegal coming off last week's really good road win. Let's go Indians over Braves. Okay, here they are, your week eight winners. Hemfield, Lebanon, Warwick, Mannheim Township. Get your eggs ready, West Lawn. <laughs> Mannheim Central, Cocalico, Solanco, Elizabethtown, Lancaster Catholic, Northern Lebanon, and Donegal. Anvil Cleona is idle. Okay, that's week eight. Should be great. Uh, John and I will see you Friday night in Neffsville, Mannheim Township, hosting Wilson. John is on live chat uh, blog duty. He'll get your questions and comments, get you updates from all over the league. Look for John online Friday night. I'm on writer duty. Uh, I'll be tweeting uh, some updates, and I'll get you a story Friday night and Saturday morning print. Take a look for that. Uh, make sure you're checking Lancaster online for posts galore. 
the daily three facts, uh, stats, player of the week, uh, all, all kinds of stuff. I hope you're enjoying the coverage this season. We've tried to be as thorough as humanly possible. Okay, enjoy week eight. I will catch you guys back here next week, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks. Thanks.